On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about the Silent Hill and Resident Evil showcases. Which one was great? Which one was crappy? Also, we talk about the whole dispute with Bayonetta 3 and voice acting. Who's right? Who's wrong? What's really going on? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Third Party Control Podcast. It is the podcast you come to for all the video game news, topics, reviews, everything you want to know that's going on in the video game world, everything that's important. And, oh, boy, do we have an episode for you because a lot of stuff happened. And we're going to be talking about it. So... As always, we're going to get right to the meat of things. But before we do, we're going to find out one thing. Beto. Hey. Suffer. Hey. A bit of a couple of hours actually of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <gasps> What'd you think? Um, it was it's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, Wait, is this your first time? Sorry, I've never played it because every time I've played it, it was it was on kind of like a shitty console. Mm-hmm. Not console, but just uh, when I originally bought it, I got it on the Xbox 360 and I tried to play it, but that D-pad is so bad. Yeah. That I couldn't get past the controller, so I was just like fuck this. I didn't play it. Never played it. Until recently, I, I have it on the um, like it was on sale for real cheap. Uh, that and Rondo of Blood bundled together, mm-hmm. a, a digital sale. So I bought that and I finally started playing through the Symphony of the Symphony of the Night. And um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm digging it. I I played like three hours of it. Uh, I started to get lost. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like figuring stuff out there now, but but going through it, it's fun. I I think I only played maybe like two bosses, one. The first boss, maybe I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm still trying to. I'm learning how to play it because I've never really played a, a Castlevania game. Yeah. Until this one, uh, I dabbled here and there in other ones uh, growing up. I never played the Super Nintendo one. I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so so playing through this uh, finally, it's it's fun, man. I I for it being what is like a 25 year old game, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it fucking holds up, dude. Yeah. I mean, the voice acting isn't great, but it's amazing. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of cool shit in it. Like, there's like little hidden room. There's just one hidden room that I, that I went into. That like there's like a confession room or something. Oh yeah. And then like you you're going in there, you're like, what the hell is this? And you go in there, you sit down, and you just get stabbed and you, you lose health. Like, what the fuck is that? There's like no point to that. It just like it's it's I like that that it does that because it just like it's so it, random. It, yeah. So it kind of. Also, kind of made me want to explore more to find little shit like that because uh-huh. it's pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, so far I've been I've been having fun with it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. I want to, but I feel like I'm gonna get lost and kind of give up on it. Yeah. But what I played so far is fucking dope, dude. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, uh, man, that's pretty much all I played. 
What about you, Joe? What's up, fool? Um, we're gonna, I'm not going to spend too much time on Madden. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Does it just keep we're, getting... We're, I'm sorry. Does it just keep getting worse? Are you, like, finding more shit? Or is it just suck since last... It's, it's a still sucking. No, because just things aren't being... Things are supposedly being fixed, but not really being fixed. Okay. Um, the truth, the truth of the matter is, the things that are broken with this game have been broken for years, and the, have been broken literally for years, and they've done nothing about them. Basically, in my opinion, I think they realized how much work was going to have to be done to get them done mm-hmm. to fix it. That they just didn't, and now that this stuff has compiled, now they're fucked because they're like trying to fix it i've heard stories where they were like basically like this shit is so like it's down and and i could be wrong but they were saying like it's down into like the 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 base code where like it's fucked Mm -hmm. but there's no uh uh there's no what do you call it uh they'd have to change a whole shitload to fix these things right and and they're notorious for band-aiding things putting band-aids on whether it's gameplay or whatever so now I think they're starting to realize like yeah this thing's really fucked and you know they're like okay we're gonna focus on fixing but it's like yeah it's it's not gonna there's no easy fix um and it's really shitty um you know I could I I hate you know I have actually for the first time in a while I was like yeah this might be the last one I play this might be the last one for me for a while and I hate to say that because like I I Mm -hmm. know what's gonna happen I won't go back to it for a long time I mean Mm -hmm. maybe I will but like and then I'll lose the knowledge, like the shit that I've gotten, and that's kind of sucks because I enjoy. Like this has helped me become better at learning football, but it's also become more frustrating to deal with a game that's so broken. Yeah. So um, it's a, uh, it's it's yeah that, that part's really shitty. Um, <laughs> the only fun, uh, interesting thing is I I told you guys I think last time I was on that I helped started to. Um, uh, commission franchise yeah and that imploded during week one what how <laughs> uh the the main commission who was a good dude um i think he was in over his head mm-hmm. a little bit uh the difference between how the his league ran on xbox and then on playstation or basically he had a style which works on xbox but i think trying to just replicate and just go to that style immediately right off the bat on PS5 uh, was tougher. I also tend to feel like the play, the Xbox player, like, I don't know, for some reason, it's I'm not going to just consider it all the way across, but like, I don't know, for some reason, Madden Xbox players in the leagues I've been in have been more chill in the, I feel like the PS5 people tend to be a bit more assholey, mm-hmm. and that was hard to like. You know, I think that was also something he wasn't used to. Right. I was. I was like, yeah, I get. I, I know who <laughs> fucking people are. But yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, just a bunch of shit happened and ended up being. It ended up getting just canceled like during at the end of week one. Uh, I played my game like that week, and the dude that I played fucking got mad because I accepted a pass interference penalty, and then proceeded to spend like two quarters, uh, cussing me out and saying how I was. Uh, a bitch and a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hold why are you on. being a bitch, Joe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. But then he, <laughs> he, then he like threw the game, so it was all it was it was hilarious. When I was like, oh fuck, this guy threw the game. I was like, what an idiot. Uh, 
Yeah, but he was he was a dumbass. But uh, hold on, I kind of just wanted to do something real quick. <laughs> hold, just give me a second. Um, Is this live men shit that's going on right now? Not anymore. So yeah, so oh, Cincy okay. Kids seven five zero three. You're a piece of shit. Call him out. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Cincy Kids zero five seven three. Bitch. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> So if anyone's listening and you want to fucking spam him on Discord and call him a piece of shit, please do. Not to that right now. I'm gonna send him death threats. He like Those joined work. another league that I was in, and in literally my division, and I didn't because I was like, I'm not gonna say anything to this guy, but I'm like, he's gonna quit. And then like, sure enough, he fucking quit. And I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna send him death threats, and he's gonna somehow come out with a new game like earlier than he was expected, even though he wasn't working on one. I was actually gonna say that. Wait, 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 what? I'm gonna send him a death threat, and he's gonna somehow come out with the game earlier than expected, even though he wasn't working on one. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about that being like, "Hey, man, look, death threats are not cool for any fucking developer or any publisher." <laughs> However, <laughs> and I wasn't gonna. Just, I was gonna leave it at that. However, when it comes to managing, however, and then just leave a blank. Just like that's it. We try to say nothing. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that was really it. I haven't. I haven't really had time to play. Um, I haven't played much, man. I, I mean, I mean, like just getting through the stuff I'm getting through, and like just basically my my commitments game wise. That's mm-hmm. that's all I've really been doing. Right. Just watching TV and stuff like that. Uh, there's some other games that I've been wanting to play, but I mean, there's no point in going into them right now until I actually get across to playing them. But I just, you know, I've been really, really, really busy. Um, you know. My, uh, you know, and I'll kind of just real quickly just touch on it. Like, yeah, my, my, uh, my dad's not doing well. His health is not great. So, I've been dealing with issues with that. And that's taking up a lot of the time. So, you know, between, you know, making time for that, having time for that, working and doing everything else, it's just, you know, it hasn't been, uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot. And I haven't really wanted to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just had not been like, like, when I have time, I'd rather just, watch uh, a movie or just something like with very little <laughs> work involved right? right. be like there <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much been me for me uh jesse what's up with you i mean in that form it's like you know family always comes first and it's that's important you know sometimes whether it's games or other things you kind of get you have to get your mind off of, of of a lot but just you know hope hope everything going forward everything's good with your dad and that you're doing appreciate good that, as well. Appreciate that, man. We love you. I, I want to hold you. you. Huh? I want to hold you. Oh. oh it's well. been too long. I mean, that's, that's very long. not necessary, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to be that way, Joe? Just huh? embrace me, dude. You don't want my hugs, dude. My hugs fucking hurt. I can't help. I start. It starts becoming that Greco-Roman hold. The first thing... I start wanting to suplex people. I can't help <laughs> Hey, Joe, why do you think the first time you got me in a in a wrestling move, I didn't tap out because I liked your hug? Okay. No, it's because you didn't realize you, you could tap out. Uh, I'm going to go with the other. <laughs> I just liked your embrace, so I wanted it to keep going. Joe Joe hugs you like E-Honda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this week, a Plague Tale Requiem came out, and it was something that you got free if you had Xbox Game Pass. And I started playing it, and I was a big fan of uh, A Plague Tale. I think the first one was called Rape Oh, Rick, wait, no. Wait, hold on. Innocence. Yeah, first one's Innocence. Yeah. Plague Tale Innocence 
was the first one. It was for me one of the sleeper hit games. You know, one of the 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 games that like came out of nowhere and I really enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to this, and I thought, oh, that's cool. It's on Game Pass. I could you know redeem my, one of my um, many three month Game Pass cards and and you know play it and save some bucks. You know, and if I really like it, I could buy it later on when it's cheaper and stuff. And I started playing, and it, it, it leads off to where the first game ends. And I'd have to say, this is a safe sequel. Yeah. It is the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, they improve, like the graphics are, they work their own engine, which is amazing. It was a beautiful engine in the first one, and it, this is an improved engine from the previous one. Um, but it's safe in a way where it plays the same, uh, it moves the same, and that's kind of a bummer because yeah. in a sequel, no, it doesn't have to be a brand new thing, but there are moments where it's just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, I, I kind of was hoping they would improve on the one that comes before it. That's what you kind of want in a sequel, just an improvement. Maybe nothing too crazy, yeah. but that's what I kind of wanted, but it's a safe sequel so it it feels like you're just oh it feels like you're just playing the next game which isn't a bad thing, um, but it was a, a small little disappointment going into it going like oh man they didn't really. It sounds more like a um, a really long DLC. Yeah, but I don't want to call it that because like it, I saw some of the reviews I didn't read it but it was a good review so I think <coughs> if you're a fan of the story like okay it's gonna continue that story and it's a good story. What are you gonna say, Joe? So these are the types of games like when you say that right like. That, that I, I, I tell myself, right, when you have a game that a sequel such as this, like where you play it safe, mm. I always ask, you know, I, I or I don't ask, but I go, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you're going to play it safe, you run the risk, that risk of, you know, even though it's more of the same and sure many people want that, mm -hmm. you, you run the risk of disappointing people because you're like, well, you didn't really do much. So in, in those cases, I always think to myself, your story better be excellent because if you're going to make yeah. people play more of the same, the very least you can, the very least you, you have, you need is to have that story be like, fuck, I'm never going to forget that story. Yeah. Yes, it was more the same, but you know, oh, the story was so great. Um, you you haven't finished it though, right? No, I I, okay. I put in a good uh, few hours into it. How's the story? Um, it's good so far. Where it's okay. where it's leading to. So far, there hasn't been anything like, oh yeah, this is what is great. Gotcha. I think e even in that, like, you know, some people could probably say like, well, what's, if it ain't broke, don't if it ain't it. broke, don't fix it. And it's like, yeah, there was a lot that wasn't broke, but there was stuff that could have been fine tuned. Where you go, you know, this is good. Because I remember praising it before going, it has stealth elements, but it works in, in the world that it's in, right? Like, it makes sense for what you have to do. You're not limited too much on a certain things, but I could see improvements on things going forward, right? But it still yeah. feels very similar to the first one, and that's kind of a bummer, but isn't ruining the game. One of the other things that I was kind of really bummed about was, you know, I'm playing through the game, and I'm kind of going like, I think they got new voice actors for this because the girl doesn't sound the same and her little brother like he's a little kid so maybe he grew up and his voice changed so it's like okay but I was like oh man that's kind of a bummer like I like the girl in the first one and then come to find out I was watching James Stephanie Sterling talking about it and they echoed the same response I had which is like oh it's playing it safe and I was like yeah I agree you know I agree with that playing it safe but then come to find out 
it is the same voice actors they just don't have them with a french accent because in the first one it was like they're speaking mm. english but there's an accent of like french right but in this they're just like oh just go british like who cares so they're trying to go more broad yeah like a broad audience but it was kind of a it, it, it kind of made me go like oh oh that sucks N- new voice actors but no it's the same ones there's they're not doing the, the French, right. you know, tone, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, so far, hey, that's what's cool about it being on Game Pass. I'm not saying if I bought it, I would have been disappointed. But I think I would have been more like, oh, man, I w- I, there was things I felt should have improved. But again, I'm very early into the game. It will probably really pick up as the game goes on. Because even when, you, when I replayed the first game again, Testament... You're continuing that character, and the improvements she had at the end of the game are the same. She's the same person in the beginning of the second one, which is great. So maybe she'll improve from there, you mm-hmm. know? She'll just grow from there. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be like a Metroid, I lost all my abilities and I got to relearn <laughs> it. No, I think right. they're going to improve. From, I, I believe they're going to improve from, from there. So maybe that's where the change will happen, is right. my guess. But so far, I'm, I'm digging it. Cool. It's nice that it's on Game Pass. So, yeah. yeah. When you say the safe sequels, it reminds me of um, on the Xbox 360, Xbox 360, the uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. Uh-huh. Rainbow Six Vegas. I liked the the single player game. The multiplayer was great, but the the sequel came out and I bought that and I'm just like, damn, this is just like DLC. Oh, Rainbow Six Vegas Two. Yeah, yeah, and it felt exactly the same. It played the same. There was really no improvements, and it was I'm like, fuck, this sucks. It's crazy because I remember that game, Rainbow Six Vegas, and like it, it felt like everyone was playing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I just remember when the second one came out, like no one really mm-hmm. did. Because that might have been the yeah, thing where that, everyone yeah. kind of transitioned into something else. Because was Maybe Modern Warfare after that? Yes. Okay. So I think people were just like, I like this. Yeah. You know? And then Rainbow Six just could not come back out. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, again, excited to keep playing A Plague Tale. Uh, just kind of bummed about a few of those things. Yeah. Yes, uh, also, uh, I have been streaming. I've talked about my uh, streaming channel. If you want to check it out, twitch.tv slash jlsolid. The month of October, I've been playing spooky, scary games and stuff. And last week, me and Bethel and a couple of people played Dead by Daylight. We talked about that. This week, I played for the first time um, Silent Hill 2's sub-scenario game. Like, there was a sub-little side story that they ended up doing Sub-Zero side story? Sub-Zero, yeah with Sub-Zero Mythologies uh, for Silent Hill but it was only available for the Xbox version when they made the port and then it was only available for the PS2 when it went to Greatest Hits. Uh. So if you got the Greatest Hits version of Silent Hill 2 it came with that extra content so I finally was able to play it, I went through it and it's cool man it kind of brought me back to how much i like silent hill 2 and just how eerie and 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 spooky it is but it's a basic story there's not like a a crazy to me there wasn't a crazy like oh final boss or anything but it kind of shed light on on little things and it was it was a cool little side thing for a certain character you're not james you're just this another character but uh i played that that was fun also i am uh I am an owner of an arcade one-up Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 
Supposedly, Justin, well, Justin Wong worked on it, so he was making sure it was perfect and everything. So going through it, it's, you know, it has Marvel vs. Capcom. It has Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, um, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes. A total eight games total. So I liked how it is. It was fun building the arcade machine. It was fun, fun assembling it. Uh, it has the light-up kiosk. It has concaved buttons, so they're shitty, but I'm going to get those replaced. But all in all, like, it is a, what's the word, it's called a luxury, luxury item. It was something like, if they ever did a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet, I was like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. And because it had X-Men vs. Street Fighter, I was like, that's awesome. It is a lot, right? Not everyone's going to want to, unless you're like, you're a fan of, of it or, or you really want it. It's not for everybody. For some people, it's just gonna be like, I'll just emulate it, which is which is fine. Um, I did notice a few things. Like I play it, and the the I'm gonna take you for a ride song. When you're in the character select, it kind of slowed down, and I was like, is this how it's supposed to be? It was kind of, I don't know. It's neat. I like it. I, I I enjoy it more than I thought I I did, and I think it's just having, it's like having a cabinet in your house and you thought you'd never have one and it's not like to the same dimensions but it's just still nice and it's it does kind of bring it back to the old arcade days i kind of want to smell like steel water and 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 like some cigarette butts that you kind of smell from outside of people smoking and just kind of have that vibe but it, it felt it was kind of cool it's kind of cool to have it it's kind of cool to mess around with it and uh i think something like that like the arcade one-ups i think they're they're pretty neat and yeah. I enjoy it. I, I it, it was fun, and uh, I have it connected online, but I haven't played against any. The Marvel's Capcom Two is not online yet, but uh, the other ones are. But uh, I think they make a NFL Blitz uh, machine, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they have a Blitz. That one actually looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of want that one. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. Uh, honestly, it was fun building it. I, I I like it. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah. And it's MVC two, and it kind of brought back memories of going to the arcade and just messing around. And I like it. It's it's pretty neat. It, you know, sometimes you have buyer remorse, and you're just like, "Fuck, why'd I get this?" I kind of didn't. I I had buyer remorse when I decided. Yeah. But then like, but there wouldn't be buyer's remorse, really. But when I built it and set it up, no, I was like, "This is fucking cool, man." Yeah. Like I I liked it. It's cool. The only other cabinet I would get if they if they were to do this. I would be like, fuck, I get this. A third strike one. A third strike one would be really cool, but it would have to be third strike, and I, w I would guess they would throw in Street Fighter, a, st a few Street Fighter 2s, hopefully, like, some Darkstalkers, Alpha, maybe. you know? Like, it it's cool. I think arcade one-up cabinets, they're niche products. Well, not niche products, but they're products that, like, have an assortment of different things. Like, Joe, you just brought up, like, NFL Blitz, they have the Simpsons. They had Turtles in Time. They had they had all this stuff, but they have NBA it, Jam, right? Yeah, they have NBA Jam. Um, and I saw that Did they Charles had Charles Barkley shut your mouth. No, I oh. don't think so. Uh, they are coming out with a Miss Pac-Man one, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I love Miss Pac-Man, yeah. but I don't know enough to get a fucking cabinet of yeah. it. But still, that'd be that'd be fucking cool. Oh, I want those tabletop ones. Those are cool. Yeah, the tabletop ones. Uh, I was originally, I remember when the Marvel vs. Capcom, just the first one came out, I was debating 
And I was like, you know what? I might get this one. But then I was like, they might do MVC2. Maybe not. But if they do MVC2, I'll get that one. And yeah. they did. So I was like, okay, cool. But uh, enjoying it. It's cool. Did it take uh, a long time to assemble? Uh, I think I did. I want to say it took me three hours. But I was being careful. So I didn't want to fuck anything up. Uh, but honestly, it was fun building it. Yeah. Like if you, like if you ever got one, Beto, Joe, if you ever got one, and you're like, I don't want to build it, I'd be like, I'll do it. <laughs> it's fun. I don't know. I, I, like, I had, yeah. dude, I was all like, oh, okay. I just, it, it was, it was enjoyable, you know. Um, it came with the riser, so it rises it up, so you, you know it'll be nice. height to your height. Um, but I've had experience building another one before, and one time I built the riser and I put it on top of it. Uh, it chipped the artwork so this time I figured out how to do it was not to put the sides and then just kind of slide it in there because it has like a little base uh, and then yeah it went perfect but um, yeah it's neat man I like it it's, can you set it up to where it takes coins some people have done that before they okay so in the cabinet before they would just have a sticker but yeah. then people were like people were actually modding it arcade one up cabinets in the beginning and actually making them where they would accept coins so oh, people okay. were building it and putting that so they ended up just doing a fake one but i would like a real one that'd yeah. be cool to do uh, if it was easy I, w I would do it i was kind of hoping that, that it would light up in the front too but it doesn't the red ones yeah yeah but it's neat man i like it but uh, yeah I, I i was talking about though earlier about like the concave buttons i knew they weren't gonna be great right you, you go online People talk about the Street Fighter cabinets or the, even the MVC2 cabinets. They're like, these concave buttons, they're fucking garbage. Throw them, out, throw them in the garbage. They're horrible. And I was like, all right, dude. Yeah, they suck, but they can't be that bad. And then I played it. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they're not good. They're like really bad. I mean, they're good for like if you're fucking around. But like if you just like when you get so used to like the Samba buttons or just the better ones, like there's not so much travel and, yeah. and everything. So I don't want to be over exaggerated like those people are but it's like yeah they're not great yeah. and it's actually pretty easy to buy new to, to buy sanma buttons and to put install them in there but with just simple tweaks and stuff yeah so yeah i you know it's cool man i like it it's again it's not for everybody but uh it, i do not regret it. it would be cool if like they did a, a third strike one but the sit down ones like they have in Japan, oh, the candy cabs. They're called candy cabs. Called? I, I think know. they're called candy cabs because I, I think uh, Melty Martin had said had said it. Oh, you get something about candy cabs. I'm like, what's a uh, candy cab? He's like, you know what a candy cab is? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And I'm like, yeah. oh, those. And I would play in on those type of cabinets in a uh, in the Planeta 64 and TJ, yeah. the little the place that the we would Neo go Geo to ones? as kids. Yeah, the Neo Geo. But they had like a, they had a. I remember Metal Slug was in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, oh yeah, that would be cool. I would actually, if they did that, oh yeah, that would be a, yeah, that'd be a cool one. But yeah, um, any questions on? You think you're better than us? I know I'm better. No, I was kidding. No, I don't. I don't think you're better. <laughs> I, I think it's cool. I think it's a fun little piece. Like, hey, you want to go around? You know? And, yeah. And I could play Mario versus Capcom on so many things that I already own here. Yeah. But like, it's so cool to just kind of be on a cabinet. Yeah, you know it's 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 fun. I don't know, enjoying it, really cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, also, Beto had <laughs> Beto had texted me. He's like, "Hey, did you get that Resident Evil game?" Maximilian was playing it, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And you said save room, and I thought you were talking about a board game. And my first uh, thought was like, "I mean, I play board games, but I don't, why would you think I get a board game?" <laughs> 
And then I remembered, oh, I know what you're talking about. So someone made a game based on Resident Evil. It's basically the inventory system of Resident Evil 4, right? But it's a puzzle game where, you know how in Resident Evil 4 you can organize? Some people like to organize their items, their guns, or whatever they have. This is a limited space, and you have you have your items on the side. And it's like, oh, try to fit it in this. And you're trying to figure out how that works. So that's the puzzle of it, yeah. is to go. It's actually really fucking cool. It looks cool. I, <laughs> it I, is cool. It, I saw them playing it like because they uploaded like 30-minute videos, and I watched yeah. the whole thing because it was like, it's fun seeing how they were doing it. Like, and you look, you leak. You see them fucking up and like, damn, he's doing it wrong. Yeah. And then Maximilian's like fucking up and he's like, damn, he's not. He, he needs to move this this gun this way yeah. or fucking do this to fucking put the inventory or lo- load up the gun and all that stuff. But yeah, so it looked it look nice. It looked fun. Is it kind of like tre- Tetrisy? Yeah. Like yeah. Putting shapes into into a, making them fit like a puzzle, I guess. Yeah. It it was cool and and that's something where I have a Steam Deck. And you told me that I just bought it on my phone through the app, and it was already on on my system oh, cool. when I got home. Two bucks, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, you know, that's cool. And then I highly doubt that will show up on PS5 or the you know the Switch. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool that I could I could play that on a um, on the uh, Steam Deck. Oh, also looking through the Steam Deck, I found some pretty interesting games. There was one called uh, Having Sex with Hitler. Oh, hell yeah. And another one called... <laughs> uh, what was it fucking called? Uh, hold on. I, I have it right here because I sent it to a... I have a co-worker who also bought a Steam Deck, and we was just been going back and forth, like, saying, uh, like, so many funny things. Hot Pussy College. <laughs> right? Because it, it, it was on sale. And then I'm like, dude, I could gift stuff. So I wonder if I, I could gift it to him. But I was like, nah. But I sent it to him, but I took two pictures of the, the screenshot. And one was just like having sex with a girl and you saw you saw everything basically. Oh, okay. Or just something inappropriate. And I, I showed it to him. I was like, I was going to send you this, but I wasn't sure if you were with your girlfriend and she was going to get mad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hot Pussy College and having sex with Hitler. <laughs> Don't think that's coming to the Nintendo Switch, Aww, but hopefully, man. hopefully maybe, it is. Maybe, maybe Capcom will pick it up. Maybe. Maybe Capcom. Maybe Rockstar. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. things that we usually do for news we're just going to talk about these top things and i want to get your guys's opinion on it because we got some important stuff that happened this week but one of them is g4 tv's revival is unfortunately coming to an end less than a year after its relaunch as comcast is pulling the plug on the network behind such series as x-play attack of the show and more as reported by Deadline, Comcast Spec the Corps chairman and CEO David Scott penned a letter to all employees saying G4 is being discontinued immediately. T 
team. As you know, G4 was reintroduced last year to tap into the popularity of gaming, Scott wrote. We invested to create the new G4 as an online and TV destination for fans to be entertained, be inspired, and connect with gaming content. Over the past several months, we worked hard to generate that interest in G4, but viewership is low and the network has not achieved sustainable financial results. This is certainly not what we hoped for. And as a result, we have made the very difficult decision to discontinue G4's operations. Effective immediately, I know this is disappointing news and I'm disappointed too. I want to thank you and everyone at G4 team for the hard work and the commitment to the network. G4 officially relaunched on November 16th, 2021, and it had a plan to not only launch on the channel lineup of Verizon Fios, Cox, and Xfinity TV, but also to stream on Filio and collaboration with Twitch on a multi-year promotional and commercial partnership through G4's official Twitch channel. This news appears to have come as a surprise as G4 host Gerard the Completionist shared that a tweet about the G4 shutdown for Mario 64 is how he found out he lost his job. G4 was originally launched in 2002 and has ceased its programming in 2012 as it planned to relaunch an Esquire network. Bethel, Joe, what do you think of this news of G4 shutting down? You know, I'm not surprised. And I hate to say that, but it's just one of those things where I feel like in an entire channel uh, dedicated to games, it, it's a tough sell. It was a tough sell when it was popular. You know, I mean, it didn't make it when, you know, and I know there's different reasons or there's different, you know, what went down initially, but like it just, uh, you know, I think it's just, you know, the idea of that co games coverage is probably just for now better suited for, you know, um, online, like an online presence, you know what I mean? Like web presence. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, you want it to do good. I want it to do good. You know what I mean? Like, hey, fuck yeah, bring it back. It's cool. But I mean, you know, you know, also having like not the largest footprint. You know, it was on only specifically those those um, providers. Um, although Twitch is big, but again, we're talking about you know you want the cable and satellite networks. You know, that's that's where you're gonna like. I feel like make money, and you know it. You know, was probably the plan to grow it. Mm -hmm. It just probably didn't work. It sucks. It's you know, it's a sad thing, but I can't say I'm all that surprised. So I didn't realize until like a month ago that it was actually on like a network television. Mm -hmm. I thought it was YouTube this whole time. Yeah. And seeing that, I'm like, damn, that's. I mean, there's 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 so many people doing what they do, and they get so many more views. So it kind of it's kind of just adding another another one of these types of shows. Even though it's like it, it was a great show, like X Play Attack of the Show. I really like watching those uh, um, back in the day. Uh, but. Then coming back, it kind of just felt like, eh, whatever. I didn't care because there's so many other, like, Easy Allies. They do their stuff, yeah. and I enjoy watching them. Them. There's so many channels like that already that I don't need to watch another one. I, I love Adam Sessler and all that, but yeah. after a while, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I don't have to watch them. So it, it, it sucks because it's, it's just bad timing. Yeah. Uh, they could have, it would have been cool if they would have transitioned from when they closed down and then just had their YouTube channel 10 mm -hmm. years ago and just tried to continue or do something like that. They probably wouldn't be able to get the rights for their shows but it would have been cool to have something like that i felt that they did too much too soon coming back but at the same time they're coming back at a time where a lot of what they did back in 2002 to 2012 the landscape changed 
more people who were inspired by G4, who really liked G4, ended up doing their content, their video game content, on YouTube, talking about games, reviewing games, doing the history of games, all this stuff was inspiration from G4, they ended up doing it for years on YouTube. So you had all these people do it, and people had their communities or, or, or were watching this already, so G4 coming back... One, I don't understand why they went to a cable network. No one no one in the age demographic, in my my opinion, is on cable anymore. Yeah. They're just online, right? So they should have done a YouTube channel, but then also do it very small, like grow it. And it just felt like they were going full force right yeah. off the bat. Like, what's his name? He's the wrestler. Uh, Austin. What's his name? Uh, I forget his name. Austin Creed. Austin Creed? Like cool guy, right? He did his. He had his YouTube show up, up, down, down. I don't think it's cheap to have him as a host, right? I don't think so. So I was just like, shit. But then I was also hearing that their money management and how they they spent their money was having like guest influence influencers on there, and it was a lot of money for like an hour just to have them there. So they were like burning money that way. So I heard it wasn't really managed that well. I also feel like with like someone with like Austin Creed, right? Huh. Like he he you know he was doing the show but i feel like you know like the way everything's set up like i feel like it was never gonna be his focal point right he'd do the show but like his kids i mean if you're asking me his entertaining content is the stuff he does on youtube on his youtube channel or his twitch or whatever on that stuff because mm. that's where he's got a lot of his cool shit i mean like you know it, it'd have been fun if they'd have really just let him do him on there but then again that's that's something that like WWE, who he works for, is going to want to have some control over. So, you know, you have him hosting, that's cool, but you're not going to really, you know, to a degree, you're not going to be able to just, it's him, but like, do what he wants. And I feel like he's pretty good at doing that, you know? Even, even when it comes to, like, I don't even, I don't watch all of his stuff, or I don't really like, you know, even particularly care to watch a lot of it, but every once in a while I'll watch put a video on. And I'll be like, I'll, I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. It's funny. Like they'll just do certain stuff where it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, sometimes not even game related. Um, <laughs> no, I'm with him and uh, him and uh, he was on his stream. I guess uh, another wrestler got a couple of those, you know, that one chip challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's a new one apparently. There's a blue chip now. Yeah. And and like it so turns your fucking tongue blue. Uh huh. And then him and one of the girls did it, and it was, I mean, it was fucking hilarious because, you know, he, he tends to have it up perfectly, but, like, you know, you're watching it, and you're like, the girl is legitimately, like, it's, what's her name, uh, Liv Morgan? Okay. You know, she's with them? Yeah. She's holding a fucking gigantic trash can, because she's like, I think I'm going to throw up. And she's, like, spitting into it, I'm like, oh, fuck, and they're just like, look over here. But it's stuff like that, right? Like, you're probably not going to get stuff like that like so you're not going to get the person that you see when he does his content mm -hmm. you're not really going to get that on g4 and i think you know that that kind of affects some of the stuff and then just you know in general like there are other shows that are on there it's you know i mean think about it g4 was like a even in its in its heyday it was like a half it was only for like half the day yeah i i want to say it would be like half something else half the programming from a different like thing and then the second half of the days when you get the G4 stuff and it was just like a weird kind of thing it, it was always it would be, I feel going to be like a, 
a tough sell. Like, video games is, is, is a fucking very, very lucrative, it's a money-making thing, but it's also still, like, in, in a lot of aspects, a niche, right? Yeah. Con, like, specific uh-huh. thing, as far as, not so much web, right? Because on the web, you can, you, you get it, and, it and, I, and I think it's a big force, but, like, to make that, that, that cross to, like, cable television and satellite and, yeah. like, what they want. In a lot of cases, what the actual networks and what the cable come, you know, like the stations want, it just doesn't fit in line. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough sell sometimes. I feel like, you know, I mean, we like it. I yeah. like it. I used to like dig the shows, but it just, you know, and there, there are were specific like web shows that I would be like, fuck, this would be perfect. You could even go back as far as One Up. Yeah, the yeah. One Up show. I yeah. was always like, yeah, man, this would make a fucking great TV show. Friday, just, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, but that's what that I, and I think you're echoing something really important, Joe. Is I think the the time changed. It, the times changed, and yeah. and even I heard like some of the content they would air on the G Four channel. This this current one, they would take uh, Scott the Woos. He was just like, oh, I have some stuff on G Four. I'd have to edit most of it out for TV. Mm. So yeah. Edit some things, and then they play it. And I'm thinking, why would I watch that if I could just go on his channel right now on YouTube yeah. and watch exactly. every episode? And I think there was some completionist stuff. It's like. It doesn't to me. It doesn't make sense. What would have made sense is do do it on YouTube. And yes, they would have clips on YouTube. And a lot of the times, I would see some G four stuff that would be recommended to me. And I'd see, oh, Adam Sessler talking about Gotham Knights. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And I'm ready to click on it. And I see it says 48 minutes. I'm like, oh, he's talking about it for 48 minutes. That's awesome. I'm gonna watch this. He talks about it, introduces it five minutes, and then it's two other guys talking about their playthrough of it. And I'm thinking, as look, as someone who edits a show, edits content and stuff like that, I'm thinking that's two videos that you fucking wasted. You you can have Sessler's appear, uh, uh, comment on it, and then this is their preview talk of it, right? So that I already skipped it. I, I'm like, I watched what Adam talked about, and I don't know these guys yet, and they're talking, but I don't care, so I stopped watching and went to something else, right? Everything's at our fingertips. I'm watching gaming stuff on YouTube all the time because I like, you know, people like Matt McMuscles, you know, um, Scott the Woos, ton of people, you know, stop skeletons from fighting. Oh, t- you know, I could keep talking Maximilian, but but I could watch their stuff anytime. Yeah. Or we know, oh shit, a new what happened is Saturday, usually up at twelve. Like you will go to it, or you have you can watch it anytime. You know, Joe will probably watch it later at, that night at seven, you know, or the next day. Yeah. But everything is at any moment you want, yeah. not scheduled TV. And yeah, why would I? I don't know. It it was it was weird. I just think they should have went by it another way. But even when they came back, I didn't care to really watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't. I, I could because, because other people have been doing it. We're watching like it. It had been gone. Most of the stuff we're watching or that we care to watch, if like you said, if we want to watch it, it's already available. Yeah you know easily yeah. available and like to to bring it back and be like all right guys stay tuned for the next so that just feels so antiquated like mm-hmm. and and old you're just like oh and i mean you know it's it's it sucks you know that it's that it's like that but you know i think i mean you knew they were gonna you know, uh, and i knew they were gonna eventually try to bring it back like yeah you know but i mean that's the thing like and that's i think the biggest thing for me is like it failed when it was popular so, you know, to try to bring it back now, you know, you, I, yeah. you know, I think they just, and it's funny because like, here's the thing, truthfully, right? 
the the like the the what happens Maximus Muscle stuff even podcasts right like Retronauts and stuff like that stuff that we enjoy well when that one dude isn't on there um, <laughs> but uh, stuff that we enjoy right we enjoy it but like I look at a lot of stuff like that and I go well, like would a traditional like take a podcast mm. one up even a great episode would a traditional like FM radio station wants something like something like yeah probably not yeah you know what I mean like they just it's just not them and, and what what happened great show I love that show it's cool the gaming historian that's another one that's fucking yeah. fantastic right but I'm like would that ever translate over to like TV or it's something I'm like probably not yeah. it's just you know the, the, the and not because it wouldn't have people that watch because what what um companies are looking for stuff that's going to sell ads and stuff and yeah. stuff like that and that's like that's where it becomes also a different thing where like you know initially video games are enticing right because you're like well people love video games this will sell ads people will want to buy ads and want to buy time ad time on the stuff but then as over a while you become to realize like no people really like playing video games and if they want to find out something about a game or check something out, it's so readily available, like we said, yeah. on the internet, that it's like, they're not going to wait next week. We're going to give you, you know, a in-depth look of this or that. And I'm just, you know, I'm not saying they do that, but I'm just saying like, when you're like, why, why do I got to wait till next week when I can just fucking go online and I'll find it <laughs> yeah. right now? And, and I just... think, yeah. It, no, I know what you mean, but I, I think... That I think that's where they messed up, and, and look, they were doing it, but I just, I think for me, the the biggest thing is like, why cable TV? Like, yeah. you you just, you're on Twitch, you're on YouTube, you get ad revenues from both of those. Twitch is about people watching each other play video games. People are gonna go on Twitch, dude. Even Twitch is used for other things too, you know. There's ASMR shit. There's people eating food. Like, there's money there, you know. So. But there is an audience for it. And I agree, Joe, like, it, for cable TV, and that, that's even dying, too. Like, what'd you expect? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, good on them to try to bring it back. I wish they went a different route, because even I was like, is this sustainable? Yeah. The way you're kind of doing it? But again, I don't fucking work in that, so it probably was for a minute, but it looks like it wasn't, because they're not, they don't have a job anymore. And it sucks. It sucks that, you know. But I wasn't a viewer. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to it, you're talking to a guy who didn't even consume more than probably an hour's worth of their content. So we had two this week, two video game streams. Two companies came out to talk about the future of their game series. And one of them was Konami. And it was a Silent Hill stream. Did you guys end up watching that? No. No? Okay. So I'm just going to go through it. We don't, we're not going to spend too much time on it. But this is the stuff they announced for Silent Hill. The first announcement was Silent Hill 2 Remake. Yeah, hell yeah. As rumored, Bloomberg team is developing a full remake of Silent Hill 2 with the help of the original team, silent artist Masahiro Ito and composer Akira Yamaoka. The remake was announced for PlayStation 5. Also, that wasn't it, guys. There's more Silent Hill coming. Silent Hill Downfall, a new spin-off developed by No Code Studios, Stories Untold, and publisher Annapurna Interactive. This new project will be a unique take on the Silent Hill franchise from a highly decorated AA developer. 
Oh, you think that's it? They also announced Silent Hill Ascension. Potentially the most unique announcement from the transmission, Konami announced Silent Hill Ascension, an immersive project where participants around the world will control the character in a new Silent Hill story. Basically, a Let's Play Pokemon version of a new Silent Hill story that will be live on multiple platforms. Oh, you think I'm done, guys? <laughs> I'm not done. Guess what's coming? Return to Silent Hill. Not a game. They're continuing the movie franchise of Silent Hill yeah. from the same people who did the first two. And guess what this Silent Hill is based on? Silent now, Hill. The first Silent Hill movie was based on the first Silent Hill. The second Silent Hill movie? What do you think that was based on, Beto? Second Silent Hill? Nope, it was based on the third one. Oh. So Return to Silent Hill is based on Silent Hill 2. Nice. They also announced Silent Hill F. Konami's return to the Silent Hill has been highly anticipated, and now the details of the new Silent Hill project has pi finally been revealed. Silent Hill F. Another new spinoff set in the 1960s Japan with a narrative-driven spin-off will be written by acclaimed Japanese writer Ryukishi 07 who created visual novels like Hugurashi and Umaniko. The spin-off will juxtapose a beautiful and terrifying world and focus on the psychological supernatural mysteries of Silent Hill. That was the Silent Hill transmission announcement big showcase that happened. Gentlemen, just by hearing what I was talking about, what do you think? Because I will share my opinions. It's Konami. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that's honestly where it stands. That I have nothing more to add to that. I would have not even been surprised if you'd have brought up a fucking other Silent Hills uh, pachinko machine game. Mm -hmm. uh, that would have been like, yeah, it makes sense. And a lot of, including the Let's Play one, sounds actually, in my opinion... I feel it's kind of lame uh, and just gimmicky I don't care mm -hmm. Konami doesn't make games anymore they just put out their license to other studios to make so they haven't had an internal uh, they haven't had an internal team in their company in a long time Beto what do you think yeah I didn't really care about it either um, <laughs> I, I mean I, would, I wouldn't mind just the port of the first two Silent Hills on, on like a PlayStation Network or something. I don't I don't care about a remake. I just want to play the original games, uh, how they were. Even if mm -hmm. even if it was, if it was a, uh, a old looking game, just because those even just those games look really cool. Mm -hmm. They're they're not they're they're nice games for the time that they came out. So even just having that, I would be happy with. But these, I really don't. I'm, I'm not I'm not big on. I was never big on the Silent Hill games because I I didn't really. Uh, they didn't interest me, mm -hmm. but now seeing like yeah, you played it last year, and then um, uh, just seeing more of it, like it, it's it's more intriguing. But I don't care for them to yeah. whatever it is that, that they do because it's always kind of kind of be something kind of mediocre or maybe even less, uh, even more shitty. Not yeah. as, not very mediocre, like uh, uh, subpar. So yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. There was only two things I wanted to talk about on this uh, Silent Hill thing. So I'll just talk positive about one. The Silent Hill F, set in Japan. Again, it's one of those CG things, so you can't really mm -hmm. take it serious. The idea of that, set in Japan. Okay, that's interesting. You have my attention, right? That's it. You just have my attention. All right, so that's a good thing I could say. 
the bad thing. I hate they're making a, a remake of Silent Hill 2. Mm. By Bloomberg or Blueger or however you say it. Not Bloomberg. A blo- blogger or whatever the fuck their name is. Blogger. Well, what's the name? Sorry, let me look it up. Gawker? No, Gawker. Bloober. There you go. Bloober Team Studio. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hated how it looked. I hated everything about it. Look, if you're excited for this remake of Silent Hill 2, cool, man. For me, though, I'm a new fan of Silent Hill, right? I'm not going to be here and be like, I was a fan on day one and blah, whatever. I, I, I remember playing it as a kid and thinking, man, this is creepy, the first one on PS1. And then I never really touched 2 until like two years ago. But I really enjoyed it. I really fell in love with it. It was something like, honestly, I could say it's probably one of the scariest horror games I've ever played. And that's even talking, I think, the second scariest one. Besides, like, the old Resident Evils I had as a kid. But now, like, Resident Evil 7 was fucking terrifying. But anyway, like, it was really scary. But, uh, I really wanted you to do the, uh, when you're like, I hate it. I hate it. I wanted you to do the Julia Stiles monologue from fucking 10 Things I Hate About You at the very oh, end. I hate the way you make me feel. <laughs> I hate the way you do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I, that I don't hate you. Not even a little bit. And then I wanted to see you cry. No, mine mine is I fucking just hate this. I, I, I hate it. I, I really do not like this. I don't like that they're remaking the second one. And you're probably going like, Jesse, why are you why are you hating it, man? You like the Resident Evil 2 remake. Look, man. Yeah, you know what? You're 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 not wrong. I love the Resident Evil 2 remake. Resident Evil 2 is my favorite. PlayStation 1 Resident Evil. Loved Resident Evil 2, and the remake was everything I wanted it to be, and I'm so happy. What what Joe what? No, because I'm like, if someone actually said that to you, I would be like, you're a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> Resident Evil 2 was not made by Konami, it was mm-hmm. made by Capcom. And this remake is going to be made by a Konami fucking uh, published, or is published by Konami, who's going to be hired, some de- whether it's in-house or whatever they do, they don't give a shit. Yeah. All they care about is a buck, and it's going to be shit. If you, if, if you could see the remaster or the collection that they did, and then think like, oh yeah, they're going to fucking care, you know, with as bad as I was, mm-hmm. you're high. Mm-hmm. You know, two totally different fucking uh, publishers, developers. Yeah, you can't, you know. Hey, my opinion, it's best to go in with a low expectation and hope for the best when it comes to whatever, it, all of this cycling out stuff. If you're a fan yeah. of the series, it does you no favors to go in and get excited. That's my opinion. Yeah. So go in with low expectations and hey, if your expectations are beat, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. That's true. Cool. Right? But like you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you're going and thinking this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> look, remakes, remasters in, in the gaming world is nothing new, right? It, it's, it's commonplace. It happens. It almost happens to almost every game. And I know this sounds crazy when I say it. I don't think Silent Hill 2 is a game you want you you can remaster remake. Like it's just it's perfect in the way it is and it like for me something like the first Silent Hill and Silent Hill 2 were created by a team that were given no credit in the first one. That were just like Konami was just like, "Hey, Resident Evil's big, make a horror game." And they make a horror game, they're like, "This isn't good enough." But you know what? You've been taking too long. Do whatever you want. And this team was able to create something that was amazing and then make a sequel that is regarded to be the most, the, the scariest 
horror game in existence psychological horror game ever right and when i finally played it i fucking agree man i was in there so like me talking earlier about playing that sub story it brought me back to that unnerving feeling and that was what was so cool to go back to it was dude i was so under the silence in that i was freaking out streaming this going through rooms and any moment they could have done the cheapest like rah they yeah. never did but every time i went through a door i was my tension kept growing and they would do shit like something's over there and i could barely see it like it's like it's freaky right yeah it does such a good job to fuck with your mind right. you know some people appreciate it some people don't and i think southern hill 2 is is crafted so well that i think bloober is gonna do it horribly because even seeing the cg like they showed cg stuff of the game and some gameplay it was all wrong dude it was all wrong they showed james looking in the mirror like he's gonna fucking cry and there's this there's a a very iconic scene for me in silent hill 2 where there's a noose right and james holds on to the noose and he kind of brings it up to his neck and then kind of puts it away right they show that scene their scene bloober team and it's focused in the front of him and he looks like he's so sad and crying and brings it up to him and i'm like that that defeats the thing i don't want to ruin the game but what happens in it it's like there's a reason he's so melancholy in it that they're like and then you're you're video games and film are different right they're different mediums they do different things they can do different the only way i can explain it is like the godfather godfather part one right i i hope no one ever remakes that because the same thing happens in film the remakes happen but i highly doubt anyone will ever remake the godfather but it's like if someone remade the godfather and it was that end scene with michael and his sister was just like you killed my husband you killed my husband and michael just feels so sad and he's like sad face and you'd be like no he's he's not supposed to he did kill her husband and he doesn't care like he he, he had he knew he had to do it like he might have felt something like oh i'm making my sister feel this way but it's like if they he, like michael had a face like i'm sorry but yeah. i can't tell you i feel like there's some games that can't that shouldn't be remade and you know what i'm not a fan of this guy but honestly David Cage games? I don't even think those should be remade because it's a unique David Cage game, right? You can't re- you can't remake shit to be sh- as shitty as it was, you know. And you can't remake. I don't know. I thought I was going insane thinking of this. And then- I want a remake of Heavy Rain. <laughs> we'll if, call it Chubby if, Rain. If only so that it be can it can be called Chubby Rain, <laughs> and somehow needs to you need to integrate the cast of Bowfinger into it because that's where chubby rain came from the rain the rain is chubby it's the chubby, chubby. It's chubby. It's, it gets pretty chubby but I, I like i don't know for me i just i don't think it's the right team same thing like you said joe like yeah i agree it's konami and I, everything about it just seems so wrong and everything they sh- they showcase like you are just gonna ruin this game and, and the shitty thing is like even you bet though you said i just want re-releases of the first two games hey konami re-released the second one and it was pure dog shit it was a shitty port hd they tried to do like a hd one but they i remember seeing some of it where they they were supposed to be foggy it was just plain yeah (laughs) and it's because they didn't even have the old code and stuff and it was Uh, was, i'll put it to you like this too like konami konami comes out right and like stumbles onto 
Castlevania Lords of Shadows. Uh -huh. Not even and look at not even a fucking great game. But it was like, oh, this technically wasn't even in Castlevania uh -huh. initially. But like it's like they stumbled onto it and got just enough good welter. People were like, oh, this is not this is this is different. It's you know, it's something. Uh -huh. Was it really Castlevania? I mean, kind of not really, but I mean it was what it was, right? Mm -hmm. They had a chance to follow up and be like, oh, hey, you know, they're thinking you, the thinking should have been like, oh, we'd make a real fucking Castlevania game, do something like that. And they fucking totally failed <laughs> on, on every follow up, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and it's just like that thing where it's like, yeah, they, they just, they're, I feel like it's going to be, they're just trying to make a quick buck, you know? Yeah. At, at this point, from all the things you've heard, you've heard, even if they were to like, no, 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 we're really gonna I make mean, it. It's hard to really buy into that anymore from them. All right, that's why their collections, when it comes to the retro games, are so well because it's like, well, those are kind of hard to fuck up. As long as you put them all in a package, those do well. That's yeah. why they do well with those because it's like, yeah, just bundle up the old shit and put it together, and people will buy it, and that's true, they will. But. You know, asking them to remake or, or like, or you know, like you said, nobody asked for the re a remake. Nobody really asked for a remake, and it's mm -hmm. not a best idea. It's like, why bother? It's like, well, because they want to fucking squeeze every single dollar they can out of it. I I'm not those type of fans of Silent Hill because I know there's certain Silent Hill fans, and it's fine, man. If you're excited for this, like, awesome, you know. But I do agree with Joe. Go with the lowest expectations, so because yeah. it's Konami and how they are. But you do yourself a favor. It, it, you know, people could say like, "What well, you mean? It doesn't deserve a remake? Like, it can improve the graphics, which they are, of course. They can improve the gameplay." And I'm not one of these people who who is the type of person to go like, "Well, the reason it plays shitty is because James is an everyman." And like, no, 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 no. I just don't think they were really focusing on the the combat, right? I don't think they were that in like not well crafted because they well crafted a psychological horror game but I think there were I, I yes it could be improved I think you lose something but I don't think it's the whole thing that everyone says like well he's an everyman so he can't really shoot a gun it's like well when I sh he shoots a gun he hits his fucking target so he's, he's good at it but I'm not one of those but I just that it there's certain games that are made by a team like Team Silent that were crafted so well and it's so unique to that team that I just think you that's why I don't think Silent Hill is Silent Hill anymore because those guys are gone right and and yeah they they throw out the artist Masahiro Ito and then the composer Akira Yamaoko Yamaoko but look I'll be I'll be the first one to say he's he look he made a great soundtrack for Silent Hill one two and three and he he makes great soundtracks I don't think he's up there as the greatest composers but he's done some great shit but they always throw him in on shit like hey we have the composer for silent hill in our game yeah who fucking cares your game is probably shitty and you know what he's a whore and he just whores out his fucking name because he like he's probably a great guy but he just whores out his name and everyone goes oh he's on it or the oh the artist is on it it's like it i went into this stream for silent hill going the like people will go like hey what do you think and i was just like i don't care the only thing that will, will make me interested is if they go hey the whole original team is back and they're making a new silent hill game that and, and i know that's never going to happen i don't know it, it's it's just i think certain games 
are unique to a group of people and even even something like Resident Evil um, that Shin Mikami, Shin Mikami he he created it he did the first one but then everything after Resident Evil was always someone different Hideki Kamiya did the second one so on and so forth uh, and then he and Shinji Mikami came back for Resident Evil 4 right and I think there are certain unique games but I feel like Resident Evil is different where it kind of it works on different things so like these remakes are okay because I don't know they were always all done differently right like a different talent a different director a different producer a different this where the first three teams Resident Silent Hill games were done by this team and yes yeah, someone left after the first one and another person left and they were slowly leaving as, as time went on but some of the core basic people were still there that I don't know man to me playing those original three were so unique that I just feel like when people just want to recapture that it's just like no you can't you can't recapture that because time has passed does that make sense yeah like the people are gone they're doing different things you can't recapture that all these Silent Hill games whatever comes out forward is just Silent Hill in name but it won't be Silent Hill it, even with we even with Kojima's Silent Hills it was gonna be Kojima's horror game Kojima's and all we ever got dude was Kojima's PT to be honest because we weren't we, that wasn't Silent Hills that was PT yeah we never got to play Silent Hills and it probably would have been different maybe Kojima would have done something in the spirit of but it still wouldn't have been that original team it would have been a Kojima game because he you know it, like Joe says he likes to whore his name out and you know what I don't disagree I love the man but he does whore his name out would would you buy mm. a PT2 from Kojima and then would you be disappointed if when you got it, it turned out to be a physical therapy simulator? <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure he would like analyze everything in that, that thing to me. And he, I would find out what's wrong with me in certain aspects of my life. So <laughs> I would actually be, that'd be cool. The game would be like, oh, hey, now connect your controller to the other port. And you're like, what? What does that mean? You like playing Castlevania? I guess like, I do. It just lies. She's like, okay, now put the put the uh, sticks of controller in your butt. And I'd be like, and let's, we're gonna vibrate. Do you feel that? It's like yes. And it'll vibrate. It. Do you feel? <laughs> let us know when you feel that. And you're like, I feel it. This is my feeling on the Silent Hill presentation. I just only bright thing was the Silent Hill F that actually looked cool, but it was just a CG thing, so you can never trust those. But to wash the bad taste out of my mouth, Capcom was like, you know what? Fuck you, Silent Hill. We're gonna have our showcase the next day. And that showcase was so much better. So I'll just go through what they had. They talked about the winter update, the, the winter DLC for Silent Hill Village, adding mercenaries mode, adding the DLC with, uh, I don't want to say if you didn't beat the game, so there's DLC for it and all this extra stuff coming to the DLC, which is coming out this week. They ended up talking again about Resident Evil Reverse, the uh, multiplayer game. It's actually technically their first multi-platform game. So you're going to be able to play with anybody on any console. And it looks better than the first time they showed it. you guys remember when they showed that game? Their little multiplayer game? No. It had like a shitty cel-shaded comic book visual to it. And people were like, what is going on? And it got delayed for a while. And now it came back and it looks like a Resident Evil game. Hmm. They're going to do an early access for people who own Resi uh, Resident Evil Village and stuff. And you can play it. Uh, they showed more stuff on uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and it looks really cool. 
So like it shedded more it shed more light on the Resident Evil 4, the remake. It's still gonna have the cheesy lines from Leon. Uh, the combat looks like it's really improved. There's gonna be parrying in it. It's it's visuals looked really nice. When he went to, goes into the village in the beginning of Resident Evil 4, everything at first I was like, oh man, everything's where it's at. They didn't really improve it, but when they kept showing more gameplay, uh, I saw a playthrough of someone playing it. Even though everything's in the same spot, there's things that are different. Of course, visually, but you can do more in the environment. Like, do you remember there was like a spot where there was a cow? There was a cow under a little little hut. Okay. Anyway, there's the cow. Before you can run past that cow, before you could kill that cow sometimes, now you can shoot the little lamp that's above him and it burns the cow and the cow runs and runs into the villagers. Mm. So you can kind of take them out that way, yeah. but you're killing a cow. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, all this stuff, it looks really cool. It, it looks awesome. That That's a different thing. And, and again, like Joe said, Konami is shoveling their game out to anybody. Capcom is working on this in-house and they've proved themselves with Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, even though some people didn't like that remake, and Resident Evil 4. Um, this looks interesting. This looks really good. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good showcase uh, for Resident Evil games that are coming out and what they're talking about. But uh, any comments on those? I mean, I don't want to spend too long on it. I just think, I mean, th those games are going to be, uh, you know, I, I think track record, you know, has been good for Capcom. I think that's mm -hmm. good. Those, more than likely they're going to be anywhere from decent to very good games. Um, we'll see. I, I was actually, you know, like you bring that up, and I'm like, man, you know what they, you know what they owe us? What? They owe us those fucking online games. They they know they owe us to remake and give us those badass those 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 online games. Remember from PS2? Oh, what the fuck was the Raccoon oh, City Outbreak. Files? Or, outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah, the yeah. two of them. I was like, that's something that they should fucking go back. And I, now that I think about it, I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool. That's a cool, yeah. One that did a, a legit version because it can be done. Like, I, yeah. I feel like now it could totally be done. And Better. It would be really cool. Yeah, they could do something like that. So do, I, I think that would be a, uh -huh. a, a, a cool a cool uh, redo. Yeah. I played the first one and I got like through two of the scenarios. I got through two. I had someone, one of my coworkers who, who had it also and played it and did the same thing. And I was like, Oh, this is cool, but it was it was very frustrating at the time, and it was it was one of those where God damn it! But uh, at the same time, it was really cool because it was still early, like you know, online player. Like, well, this is you know, you know, you had certain things going for it, but I feel like in today, like now, it would be a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Big news happened in the video game world, but well, this week, but something we can talk about. A pay dispute between the creator of a critically acclaimed video game series and its star voice actor reignited a long simmering debate over wages in the industry, as is often the case in this sort of disagreements. The details surrounding negotiations and casting for the upcoming game Bayonetta 3 are more complicated than what we have been portrayed 
publicly. The feud spilled out into the open over the weekend when Helena Taylor, the star of the first two Bayonetta games, said she would not appear in the next iteration, set to be released for the Nintendo Switch on October 28th. She posted a series of videos Saturday on Twitter accusing Nintendo and game developer Platinum Games of offering her a total of 4000 to reprise her role. She said she rejected the lowball offer and asked fans to refrain from buying the game. If you're someone who cares about people, who cares about the world around you, who cares about who gets hurt with these financial decisions, then I urge you to boycott this game, Taylor said in one of the videos. The videos went viral, racking up more than 9.5 million views on Twitter. Taylor's story touched a nerve among gamers. Voice actors are beloved by fans, but failed to command anywhere close to what a Hollywood actor makes. Game actors have long complained of being underpaid and underappreciated. Some have said they received little information about their roles until they show up in the recording booth. The industry operates in such a clandestine ways that actors sometimes won't even know what games they're recording lines for until it's released. The tension last crested during contract negotiations in 2016 when the union representing many voice actors, the Screen Actors Guild, Amer American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, orchestrated a strike that lasted nearly a year. One of the sticking points was residuals, meaning compensation for actors when sales of a game outperform expectations. Voice actors gave up the fight in exchange for receiving bonuses based on the number of sessions they work. In the case of Bayonetta 3, the developer appeared to be determined to rehire Taylor, according to two people familiar with the negotiations as well as documentation reviewed by Bloomberg. Here's where their accounts differ. Platinum Games sought out to hire Taylor for at least five sessions, each paying three to four thousand for hours in the studio, said the people, who asked not to be identified because they aren't authorized to discuss private contract negotiations. That would make the total for the game at least fifteen thousand. In response, they said Taylor asked for a six-figure sum as well as residuals on the game. Platinum declined and, following lengthy negotiations, took auditions for a new actor. Platinum later offered Taylor a cameo in the game for a fee of one session, which she turned down, the people said. In an email, Taylor described the account as an absolute lie and said Platinum was trying to save their asses and the game. She said she stood by everything she said in the video. I would like to put this whole bloody franchise behind me and quite frankly get on with my life in the theater, she wrote. Representatives for Platinum Games and Nintendo didn't respond to requests for comments. Hideki Kamiya and the executive director of Bayonetta 3 called Taylor's allegations sad and deplorable in a Twitter post. In her video, Taylor mentioned Jennifer Hale, the prolific voice actor who took over the role of Bayonetta in the new game. I wish her all the joy in the world. I wish her all the jobs, but she has no right to say she is the voice of Bayonetta, Taylor said. I created that voice. She has no right to sign merchandise as Bayonetta. Hale faced some vicious online harassment as a result. She wrote Monday on Twitter that she has signed a non-disclosure agreement and couldn't elaborate on the situation. I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people, and I hope everyone will keep an eye open about what they've created," she wrote. A few hours later, she retweeted a Twitter thread from another voice actor saying, if you only hear one side or part of one side of a story, you haven't heard the whole story. Beto Joe, what do you guys think? So my issue, my main issue with this kind of whole thing right she may have a point she may have a lot of 
points here on whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. We, you're right. We don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And in general, though, what we, you know, as as the whole, we tend to side with the person, right? Because it's like this is what we know. The moment, in my opinion, you start claiming, "Yeah, boycott this game," you've now made this all about you. Yeah. And that's a fucking huge problem for me. Mm-hmm. And for you to tell someone else who's stepping into the role, who's been hired, like it's mine. You've now again, you've you've two out in two separate occasions. You're making this about you. This has nothing to do about anything else but your experience. So it's hard for me to start to. It becomes difficult for me to buy in and sympathize with what she is going through. I don't know what the truth is. But it does, to me, come off as someone just really fucking bitter, and and, and you know, and, and then to stop, and then to follow up with like, I just want to get this all behind me. Well, how do you want this to get behind you if you're fucking asking for this franchise to fucking, if you're asking people to fucking boycott it? Because that doesn't sound like someone that wants to get this behind them. I, you know, I don't know. This this shit happens, mm-hmm. you know. Like I don't know what voice actors make, you know, if they offered her five sessions at three to four K a session. That sounds like pretty decent, but I don't know it again what what's what. Yeah. You know. Six a, a six figure um her asking for six figures, even I will be like, Yeah, that sounds like bullshit. I don't think any voice actor is asking for that kind of money. It does sound like bullshit. However, when she goes about the things that she's done about this, asking people to boycott it and asking, you know, and like saying all these things I I don't believe it, but I could totally understand someone looking at that and being like, "Yeah, that sounds like something someone like that would do." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying I do. I believe that, but it just yeah. It, it in my opinion it doesn't put her in a fucking very good light. I would actually, in my opinion, I would be like, "You need to shut the fuck up," kind <laughs> of, and like, yeah, like have someone else speak or have someone else proof of what you're saying because it doesn't make you. It's not putting you in a very positive light. Yeah. You know, and especially when you do, when you say and do things in a way that create, you know, harassment to someone else, to to the person stepping in, you know, I, I've always, I've never been a fan of that, that that kind of shit either. You know, like even going into sports, you know, like when when uh, uh like there's strikes in sports, and then other people come in to cover that and they call them scabs. I'm like, hey, that's bullshit. You chose to stop playing. Mm-hmm. You're not at the mercy, you know, if someone else offers someone money to go and cover and, and do that, that that's basically, you know, that's that's not their fault. They're just they're just people trying to, you know, they, they've been offered it. Yeah. Who wouldn't take that? So, you know, I don't know what the truth is here, but in my opinion, personally, from what from here and all that, it doesn't put that lady in a, in a, in a, in a positive light to me. And it, and it leads me to believe, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to believe. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. And Fred there said it the most important right. way he could. Um, Bethel, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I agree with Joe with this because she does come off as very bitter for this. Uh, um, if she really wanted to move on, like Joe said, she would she would not have mentioned mm-hmm. all of this. Uh, what makes me f- think what happened? What makes me think happened is that they try to just kind of push her off and like, oh, we don't really want her anymore. Let's uh, let's lowball her so she can fucking just deny it or decline it, and mm-hmm. then we'll go on to somebody else. And they probably paid Jennifer for Jennifer Hale more money than her. It just makes me feel like they they pushed her out. Yeah. 
for me when it started right i was like oh man that sucks because i enjoyed taylor's portrayal of bayonetta and her voice in in the first two games you know i love those two games and so when it happened i was like oh man i'm still gonna buy the game yeah because i wasn't in any form like oh i'm not gonna buy it i'm not gonna boycott it but i was like you know what maybe i just won't stream it like i'll just play it on my own i won't stream it i you know in my thought but as as more information was coming out and again if it's true or if it's not even even before this other stuff happened like the stuff about like oh no she was actually offered this if that was true before that when i really started thinking about it i'm like you know what it's not just voice actors people work on this game too so me not buying it nintendo doesn't give a fucking shit all nintendo's gonna do is go oh bayonetta 3 didn't sell that much uh, okay we won't make another bayonetta that's it it doesn't matter it's not gonna hurt them it doesn't matter yeah. You know, and also, you know what? Yeah, voice actors should be paid more. Video game developers should be paid more. That is something that should be looked into and it should be improved. It, it should be fixed. I'm not here to say like, no, they make enough money, you know, but other people also work on this game as well. But yeah, and then and then the more the more the more this came out the more stuff i agree with you too joe like it just makes it seem like if you really did want to get rid like put this behind her you just don't talk about it you know you just don't express it and if you want to express it i get it you know you have the right to express it but yeah it's just hard to know who's lying and who's not but yeah at the end of the day i'm, I'm still gonna play the game and then i also decided i'm gonna stream it Fuck it. Right? Because I I don't know. I don't know who's right, who's wrong. But all I know is voice actors should be paid better. Video game creators, the people who are working on the actual game should be paid better. Not these big corporate big wigs who just get the money and the bonuses. I mean, that that's the shitty thing too because if Taylor, if she did come out and being like, hey, voice actors should be, get paid better and it did put a spotlight, that's good because it'll benefit everybody but because all this stuff is coming out now it's just now it goes gets thrown to the wayside and it's not about voice actors being paid better for their roles it's more about her and and what it did she really do how much did she really make how much was she offered it's just a bunch of crazy shit man yeah man i mean it's it's it, it's a it's, it's an ever-evolving topic so i guess we'll never really know what what's gonna happen or we don't really know what is the truth or not. Yeah. You know? But yeah, uh, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. Remember, it's Third Party Controller Podcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with Beto Esparza and Jomers. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about the Silent Hill and Resident Evil showcases. Which one was great? Which one was crappy? Silent Hill was crappy.
Also, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was pretty. That was good. 